Hello, my beautiful people. You are tuned into the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, I'm Yashodi, and I am so grateful that you have tuned in to the Planter Podcast. What is going on, my party people? It is your girl, Damio Shodi, the host and the creator of The Planter Podcast. So I just want to make a disclaimer before we start. Um, For some reason, my microphone would not connect to my computer, even though it's plugged in. Not really sure what's going on. Um, And I know today what I'm going to talk to you about is a pretty important topic that I feel is going to set a lot of people free, just like it has been doing for me. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, Things be happening, but you know, we're gonna just keep moving. So excuse the sound if it is not sound the same as usual, but the message still applies. So I kinda wanna just talk about the concept of freedom. And, you know, what does that look like to have freedom in Christ? I feel like lately I have been experiencing a new level of freedom. Um, I believe the Bible says that we go from glory to glory. And I had mentioned this on a previous podcast called Take the Pressure Off that, you know, we don't need to force ourselves to grow. But as we walk with the Holy Spirit, we just continue to keep going from glory to glory. And I would say lately, I've been experiencing this new level of freedom and I know that there's more to come and I can expect more, but it's one thing to experience freedom and it's another thing to not know that at one point you were in bondage. I think maybe we believe that because we're saved, we're in Christ, all things that are just maybe negative in our lives or issues that we've had just kind of fall away. But I believe um, that is done through a continuous process. So I'm going to just kind of share my own experience with you so that this can help you really understand that there are levels to this and there is true freedom in Christ. So, you know, I was able to go through a deliverance process um, some weeks ago. Shout out to my girl. That's what she'd be doing. Um, check out her ministry, um, single on purpose. So I can tag that there at the bottom too. So you can go check it out. Um, but one thing that I discovered, um, after the deliverance process, or I'll say during the deliverance process, there's so many things that you're not even aware of that could be, you know, inflicting like issues or harm or whatever, Um, in your life, things that you did, or possibly even those who uh, family members or generations before you did that are affecting you currently, affecting the way that you think and all of that. But you know, after you go through deliverance, um, it's like your spirit is free, it's cleansed. It's like almost like, wow, like those thoughts that I had um, that I've been struggling with are not mine. Those struggles that I had, I'm not really affected by them. It's a very um, tangible way to experience God's love um, 
by going through this process because you feel a sense of freedom. Now, I was aware that, okay, you know, I'm going to be spiritually delivered. But you know that places where the enemy may have been, it's because there are wounds that are there. So now the second part about deliverance or walking your freedom or walking through your freedom is figuring out how do you heal from the wounds? What are these wounds? Even though, yes, you've, you've casted things out, but what are these wounds and how do you move forward so you make sure that you are continually growing into a healthy and whole individual? So one thing I've realized after this process is I can see the lies in which I have believed much, like much more quicker than I would have before. You would be surprised what you believe today. You think that that's just who you are or that's your thought, your, your belief system, but it is honestly a lie straight from the pits of hell. And I'm going to share with you some things that I honestly believed were true and um, how God is really helping me um, work through that. And these are things that are not just so apparent, like, oh, I don't know, like, I'm just so ugly or whatever, right? (laughs) Like you on the surface may not believe that you're ugly, but deep down somewhere in your heart, you may believe that you're just unworthy, And you wouldn't tell somebody that, but it's like deep down, it is a lie that you believe from somewhere and it's causing you to act out on certain behaviors that make you just be like, well, see, it's because of this. So it comes out like, oh, I'm just not beautiful. But really what you believe, the core of it is you're unworthy of whatever you're trying to attain or whatever your desire of your heart is and whatnot. So let me see, let me see what's been going on. Let me share with you. So one of the lies that became apparent to me was I believed that I needed to be perfect, that God wouldn't bless me till I did this thing or I did that thing. Meaning for so long, I would think, well, this isn't happening because clearly I must be doing something wrong. And, you know, you you have wounds, it's like all of these thoughts and feelings can start coming. And if we're just not careful to either submit it to God or really just have a different perspective of what's going on, it's so easy for us to now believe like the lies that the enemy whispers. So I would be like, well, maybe if I just do this more or I just pray more or I just Maybe because I just haven't let go of that yet. Maybe that's why I haven't received what I'm looking for. Or maybe because, you know, um, I just, you know, let's say if my quiet time wasn't a specific way. Well, maybe because I need to be doing this. I need to be praying for an hour. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. And maybe if I do these things, then god will finally be like okay she's ready i always it basically it's like feeling like you always have something to prove like you know people always talk about god is testing you god is testing you and all these things i mean it is true in situations that god is testing you but it is also true that god loves you really unconditionally 
And not every situation that you're in, not everything that you've been through is always a test. And I truly believed not knowing that because outwardly, if I were to tell you, I would, I would say, no, that's, I would never believe that. But it's always like chasing after, after some action or chasing after something. So I can hopefully God will be pleased enough, um, with, my actions to then answer my prayers. So it's a perverted perception of who God is and his character and all of these things. And it's like something that's so insidious that I didn't even know that I believed in, but I was really acting out and believing. And it's not even again, like um, something that I'm saying out loud, but it's something, it's like a thought or um, a belief system that is so ingrained into you, you don't even know that it's a lie. You believe that somehow it's truth. And in that truth, again, just kind of running on a rat race, believing that hopefully one day, maybe if I do this, if I do that, he'll be approved, he'll approve, or he'll answer my prayer this way, or if I can just do this and I can do that, right? And another um, belief that I had a lie that I believed was I had a fear that God didn't care about my pain um, and that he just wanted me to keep on going, that he didn't acknowledge my pain. Because, you know, sometimes we talk about God like, oh, you know, like, are you done crying now? Like, can you get up and keep moving? Or like, you could look at the story of Elijah, like how Elijah was like, oh my God, I just want to kill myself. And he was like, look, can you just eat this food? I'm going to need you to keep going on the journey. And Based off of my own personal pain or problems, I had believed that God really just doesn't care. Like in the times that maybe I felt I really needed comfort, I felt that I wasn't comforted by him. So and just, you know, things that could have happened in the past to relationships with, you know, um, parents and society as well can also influence these things. So I believe that for some strange reason that God just didn't care about my pain, right? I don't know. Like, I I remember writing that down and I was just like, huh, that's a lie. Like, it was like the first time that I had come to acknowledge that that's what I believed. And it's like the first time that it was like, no, that's a lie. And I just felt like I wrote this down. I felt like the Holy Spirit was leading me to write this, that he knows He knows every tear that I've cried. He knows every pain. He knows every trauma and he knows every sacrifice. And then what I did was I wrote, because the truth is, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or begging for bread. Um, There's a scripture in a psalm that I like to recite to myself and that's part of it. And that is a truth. So it's like you find out the lie, but there's also the truth that, hey, the, the Bible says that the righteous are never forsaken. And it also says that he will never leave me or forsake me. And it also says that he has plans to prosper me and not to harm me and to give me a future and an expected end. So it's like I figured out that lie. The Holy Spirit revealed that lie that had been influencing my life in the most te- like the most tiniest of ways and distorting my perception of who God is. But then it's like, well, the Bible says this. So now you have to look at it and be like, okay, Holy Spirit, help me reveal reveal what I've been believing that is false about myself and about you. Once you figure it out, look at the scripture and be like, okay, this is how we can know that this is a lie because the truth is the Bible says this. 
So if I'm believing this or there's a false belief in my heart, clearly this is not true. Okay, so we're going to focus on the truth. And then you, you know, you move on from there and you um, really kind of instill that truth in you. So I realized I know God actually is um, close to the brokenhearted. And I knew that before, but like really believing that for myself when I'm sad or upset or whatever is happening. No, God is actually close to the brokenhearted. And um, no, God doesn't um, expect perfection from me. There's no way that I can be perfect. Um, He's the, he, how does the Bible say like, um, that he's the one who basically opens and closes doors. So if something is not happening, it's probably for my good. And if I get something, it's not going to bring me sorrow. It's going to bring me joy um, because that's who his character is. So let me just wait on the Lord because his character is this, this, and that. So another lie that I believed was that I don't hear God's voice and not to trust myself because if I really could hear him, all these traumatic things um, that I had went through could have been avoided. So that always had me feeling like I just need to get to the next level before I can fully trust myself. And again, it is a rat race. So it ties into that, you know, like like doubt and confusion and then also a sense of perfectionism because it's like once I attain this level, then God, I can hear from God. Because again, this is all based in our trauma. You may have had experiences, bad relationships that you've been in, issues that you've had with family members, or you've gotten into bad jobs. Maybe you felt that God sent you to a new city and you went there and everything went to like the poops. And you're just like, what? God, I thought you told me to go here. And then there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of burden in your heart, and you're like, well, maybe I just didn't hear him correctly. And then it causes you to feel like, well, you just can't trust yourself because clearly you don't hear from God. Because if you heard from God, you wouldn't have experienced these traumatic issues. So that was a lie that I had believed because I always felt like, you know, God doesn't necessarily talk to me in like audibly. Like I have a friend who hears more audibly from God. I have another friend who sees more visions and is like, God is more, I guess, boisterous with her. But with me, like I'm a quiet somebody. I know I have a podcast, but I'm actually like a quiet person. I like to journal. That's one of the ways I hear from God. Writing is one of the ways. Um, Dreaming is a big, big one. Um, You know, what is God saying in my dream? So being okay with the way he speaks to me and just in the stillness of just life, you know, and in my spirit feeling like when people say that they hear from God, it's like a knowing in your spirit. So being okay with that's the way that God doesn't speak to me. And another one is through my community, through friends. So if for some reason I'm just not able to understand or, you know, God really wants to emphasize something to me, he will use people around me to help speak. So, that is a way in which I hear God and trusting that I hear from God. Um, so, you know, tackling those wounds that we have, looking at those wounds and being able to separate the truth from the lie because it's so easy based off of our pain to believe lies. So what I got from that was the truth is, so right, identify the lie that I just need to reach another level and then maybe maybe I'll hear from God and maybe I'll make better decisions. 
But the truth is, in Psalm 16, 7 through 8, it says, I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at the night, my heart instructs his. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. Psalm 16, 5 through 6 says, Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. The land you have given me is pleasant, a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. Isaiah 30, 21 says, your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. So these are things that are actual truth and things that I should actually believe, not necessarily this lie based off of the wounds that I've experienced in my past. Another lie that I think a lot of you would be able to relate to, and maybe you don't even know that you believe this, especially those of you who are you know, aspiring entrepreneurs or you're a business owner or you know that God has called you for greater, right? There's this lie um, that the enemy tries to convince us and this was one of the ones for me. Um, The enemy has been using fear to try and rob me of my desires, to try and convince me that I can't have what I desire, what I value and what I want. And this is a limiting belief. So a lot of us have some limiting beliefs and we believe that, you know, I'm not supposed to be, I'm not supposed to have money. You know, maybe I'll have a husband, um, but I may not be attracted to him, but you know, I just got to accept whatever um, life gives me because God is the one that's controlling it. Right. Or, you know, I really want to go and be in this field. I really feel like I'm called to government. I really feel that I'm called to a higher place. But, you know, I shouldn't be too boastful. I shouldn't be interested in really sharing that because whatever comes my way, that's just the best that God has for me to to, to get. So you begin to just tell yourself these lies that is just not true. Um, One for me was... Well, I, actually, I'll tell you the truth and you'll kind of see where the lies were. So the truth of the matter is I can and will work with my desired client. You know, I would feel, you know, as I'm doing all these things that maybe I'm supposed to just work with this type of person because there's a certain type of person that I kept talking to. And I just kept wondering, I was like, well, maybe God is just sending me to this type of person. Maybe that's, you know, the person that's in my mind is not who I'm supposed to work with. The one that is really in my heart that I desire to work with is just not who I'm supposed to. So maybe I just have to be okay with that. But that's a lie. Because the truth is I can work with my desired client. I can build programs that I'm excited to be a part of. You know, it's one thing to have a business and to just be building things because you you think that it's what's expected of you and that's what everybody else is doing, but you're not even excited about what you're doing. So then you launch stuff and you don't even care for it. But it's like, no, the truth is I can build things that I'm excited to be a part of. So I'm not going to put things out there that don't excite me, that aren't interesting me just because, you know, you're seeing what everybody else is doing or what you feel like an expectation of you is. But if you're not excited, what's the point? Another truth is people will pay for my gifts and talents and I am worth the price. 
Some of us believe that people will not pay for what we've invested our time and our energy to perfect and to grow, to get educated in and all of that. And that is a limiting belief. And that's why a lot of us, especially believers, are shortchanging ourselves and not really living to our fullest potential um, physically, like actually money wise because we just believe we're not supposed to do that and that is a lie like some of us are supposed to be like running schools in different countries and starting universities and being in high places in government and all types of stuff which we really don't talk about in our christian community um because a lot of us just have limiting beliefs and it's based on lies so do you see the lie there like the desire of your heart the enemy is trying to rob you and he tried to rob me of the desires of my heart Another one that could be so apparent, um, especially for those who did not grow up around healthy marriages, you may believe also that you're not supposed to have that. Well, because grandmama went through this, daddy had this, uncle did this, everybody around me has been divorced, and everybody around me has been in abusive marriages, my mother was in this, my dad was in this. There's no way, even though you desire within your heart to have a healthy marriage a healthy home so the enemy will do what he can to delay you and rob you of those desires so it's a matter of standing on truth and knowing that you know god is is a like a good father and he gives good gifts so he would give me um you know a a spouse uh, a spouse that would bring me joy a spouse that um not only just would make me happy, but would help prune me, that would help grow me and we have purpose and all those things, all those things that you desire, even though your, even though your experiences, your trauma tells you a different story. I'm personally practicing in my own life, not taking other people's experiences and, and making them my own. So maybe, yes, some of my family members went through certain things or they're accustomed to a certain way of living, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's my story. And really just standing on that truth is difficult because, you know, the people around you may not understand it. They're like, well, this is how it's always been. But you know differently because you're exposed to the light and you're exposed to truth. So... One thing that we have to understand is there is more than this. So where we are currently, again, we go from glory to glory. So there's more to this and there's more to expect. So uh, a scripture that you can look into to, you know, fight that lie is delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as a light and your justice as the noon day. And that was Psalm 37, four through six. Another one is Psalm 20, Psalm 20 verse four. May he grant you the your heart's desires and fulfill all your plans. Like God is actually in the business of granting you what you actually desire and what you actually want. Um, if you're a believer, like who is walking with God, like really, really trying your best walking with God, the desires of his hearts becomes the desires of your hearts. And as you express those, those are the things that he wants to give you. Like he's a good father. 
I know it says um, like one of the parables that Jesus mentioned was like, you know, um, some of you evil fathers are based are good fathers too. Like if your child asked for bread, you wouldn't give them a stone or a scorpion. You would give them a good gift. So how much more would your heavenly father um, give you? So we always have to remember those things um, and, you know, see our trauma as it was something that happened, but it doesn't define what is the truth and who you actually are. And I'll give you one more that honestly, like took out my whole foundation of how I've been living. Um, As a kid, I was told that I don't like correction that I am just somebody who is just basically, I don't like to hear the truth, right? So growing up, what I believed about myself was I'm just too difficult. Like I'm a difficult person. Like, let's say I don't agree with what somebody is saying. Instead of me to, um, you know, have a healthy discussion about it, like, okay, well, maybe this person, like based off of my own character, I don't feel like I agree with what this person is saying, or I just have a negative feeling to it, I will internalize what they're saying and be like, well, you know, because according to how I've grown up and what I've been told, I'm not somebody who uh, receives or likes to be told the truth. Well, this feeling that I have is me fighting the truth. So I just need to accept what they're saying, even though... um, At times, people are actually putting their own perceptions and their own generalizations on you. So what ended up happening was I literally have been taking in what people have said about me and trying to fix all of these things that are actually not me. There are some that are clearly like when people are saying things, it's the truth. And, you know, I walk with the Holy Spirit. So like even if you tell me something and I'm like I don't know the Holy Spirit will convict me like that's the beauty of having um the advocate and and walking with the advocate because he'll correct too and he'll reinforce what somebody is saying but it's like things that are not true to who I am and not true to my character I was just taking them on I felt that I was just such a difficult person like this and this one is recent like this lie that has been discovered is a recent one. I had literally built my whole life literally on this lie because I felt I was just too difficult um, to handle. I didn't really think that I was that nice of a person. I, I told um, some friends that and they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, because I felt like just because I had a negative feeling towards something that um, it's a my personal problem. I even had a discussion with a friend not that long ago about things that had bothered me in the relationship. Um, But I didn't even tell her because I wasn't even sure if what I was feeling was valid enough to express those things. Why? Because whenever I expressed some type of negative feeling towards what somebody was saying, it might have been hurtful to me as a kid or whatever, um, this same person would keep telling me that I don't like correction. And it's like, when I tell you that lie has been exposed and it's like it felt like my whole foundation of my life just crumbled like wow so you mean to tell me that I'm actually not difficult that I'm actually easy to love and I can be loved because I honestly didn't know that and I didn't believe that even though if you asked me I would tell you but deep down that's what I'm saying like all this stuff is like is so like deep in you that you don't even realize that it's affecting you And I've really just been now working on, 
you know, really um, believing and knowing who I am, because it's like, as you get to higher places, people are going to have things to say about you. And if you're taking in literally everything that some everybody is saying and not being able to like know what is the truth about who you are, like if somebody comes to me and tells me that you are a bad friend or something like that, or you're just really, you're, or you're stuck up, you're a stuck up person. If I don't know who I am, I could internalize that and be like, okay, well, I need to fix that. And you and fix this and fix that. And it's like, you'll be fixing things that are just not even meant to be fixed. But really what needed to happen was to just, um, the person had a problem with you. And this is what I'm discovering. The person had a problem with you. Let's attack that problem. Let's not generalize that person. Um, so one of the things that God has been really working on me about is communicating more, being able to speak up when I don't like something or, um, there's an expectation that I have and I, I discover it and I just need to share it. Like, let me share it. Or I want to be treated in a, in a certain way. Let me share it. Let me not be shameful to express the way that I'm feeling because I fear I'm being too difficult. And that had literally um, closed my mouth so much because I was like, well, clearly I'm the problem. And that sort of thing, like I always felt like I was the problem. I'm the issue because I'm just too difficult. But it's like literally my life shows the complete opposite. And that's how perception can mess you up. And that's how the enemy will literally dig you into a hole. And you're just like, bro, like I'm just so broken and messed up that like, like there's always just something, something is always wrong with me and all this stuff. And that's not even how God deals with us. So one of the things that have helped me in this area, um, you know, this is, again, still fresh and still working on this, is I am who God says I am. And I know who I am. I don't have to take people's perceptions of me or assumptions as my character. Take what people say and put it through the lens of the Holy Spirit and who I know myself to be. So really standing on my identity and knowing who I am and knowing my character, of course, being open to correction, clearly, but knowing my character. And even if I don't understand, run it through the lens of the Holy Spirit. And if I still am like, nah, I don't, I don't accept that. Then that's that. And we just move on. Like, and if the Holy Spirit is like, okay, you know, later on, like, oh, this, that, another. Okay. But run it through the lens of the Holy Spirit. Another thing that I am learning is it's okay to be who I am. I don't need to try to fix um, core values of who I am. I can meet people where they are and compromise in certain areas, but not change who I am to fit someone's expectations. And then ask the Holy Spirit if what's being said is true and that how I should work on it if it's true. Be dependent on him. He will show if it's true. So people can say many things about you or about me, but is it true? It could come from truth, like they're correcting you and out of love and it's true what they're saying. And at times it's out of hurt or our perceptions of who we think the person is. So this is again why communication is so important. And I'm learning, even though I'm a communications major, I know, crazy, right? I was a communications major. I'm learning like more ways 
how to improve in communications. And part of that is just knowing your value. Part of that is knowing who you are and being true to you, true to who you know God made you to be and not compromising that part of you, but learning how to just adjust accordingly to specific people or compromise, meet in the middle, or if you decide to dissolve the relationship, whatever that looks like, but just being led by the Holy Spirit. So that was that has been a major one for me. Um, still working through that, and there's layers to this. Like these lies that we have believed, you don't even know how it affects different areas. So you may discover that oh, it affected this area, my value, my worth, and how I see myself. But you don't even understand how that affects in, you in business, how that affects you in relationships and friendships and romantic relationships in your work ethic and all these different things. So there's always going to be something that you're going to be discovering about yourself. And it's okay. Like I was talking to a friend um, recently and she said, nothing is like perfection is not a thing. And how I understood that was, you know, yeah, perfection is not a thing and we're always going to be a work in progress. But the point is to enjoy the journey as we're working in our progress. Uh, Pastor Rich from The VU had a talk and it was called Please Excuse the Mess. And it's true, like, just excuse the mess. Like, I'm working out my salvation just like you are. So I can't even have such a perfect expectation of who you are. And God doesn't even have an, a per like this expectation of who we're supposed to be like. That's why he sent his son on the cross to forgive give us because we don't we're gonna we're gonna fall short and i mean that's why i love the gospel <laughs> I, I like i like i never understood how people cannot love jesus because i'm just like dang like this is free like this is a free gift i don't have to work i don't have to do anything to be loved and just because he loves me i can be i can love myself and love others like what crazy um but yeah so i'm curious to know what lies have you been believing about yourself? I'm going to give you this homework assignment. I want you to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what have you believed about yourself that is not true. What have you believed that you've been living on? What has been a foundation that you've been living on that is actually and factually not true? And it's a lie from the enemy. And you would be surprised. And if you need to go um, do a deliverance, um, you can do that. Like, you don't even got to go to churches these days to do that because of COVID. You can do it virtually if you can find the right people. Um, I can link um, the ministry that I went to below so you can contact them. But if you need to do that, do that. If you need to go to counseling, like walking out your freedom. I'm also in therapy too. Because I just want to make sure that I see like my blind spots and things and how I can, you know, just get better strategy and have a better toolbox on how to handle things, how to handle disappointments, how to handle frustrations, how to handle people and all this different stuff because I don't know everything. I'm not a one-stop shop. So do what you need to do. Be wise in what you're doing so you can make sure that you are continuously evolving into a whole human being and living out the life that God has intended for you. And a great place to start is looking at the lies that you may have believed about yourself and replacing them with truth. 
So I hope that this was helpful for you. I hope that this kind of clears up when people say that because we, we hear it all the time. We're like, okay, cool. Yeah, whatever. But you'd be surprised. So I hope this clears that up for you. And you can gain more clarity about really the life that God wants you to live because it is truly a life full of freedom and excitement. And I am learning that every day of my life. I'm on a journey to really, truly living out this life the way that God has intended me to. So send me an email, talk to me on IG at Dami Ash, and it will be linked below about what has been going on with you and the lies that you may have believed. And for some of you listening, you have been wanting to start a podcast and you're just like, ooh, I don't know. Um, you know, I don't have the right voice for it. I'm not too smart to start a podcast. Didn't don't don't you know what happened to me before on um, the last time I started a project and how it failed miserably? I can't put myself out there like that. You know how humiliated I felt when I went out there and what they did to me and they said to me all of these things and it is fueling you to hold yourself back from what you're supposed to be doing, from speaking to the people that you're supposed to be speaking to, to running that successful business, right? So for some of you that are listening, I want to invite you to, first of all, download or get access to my training course on how to start a podcast. So if you're like, I don't know how to start and I really want to start, I feel like God is pushing me, but I have all of these feelings and factors I think that are holding me back. Well, I want you to, again, access the training that's going to be linked below and if you are like, look, girl, I just need, I know I need, I need help directly. Like, I just really need help start this podcast. I want to let go of these fears. I want to let go of these lies. I want them to be exposed. I want somebody to help me get it together. Then I want you to sign up for a free discovery call with me. And we're really going to dive deep into like what your podcast is about. What are your goals? What are you trying to do? What does it look like for your future with your podcast? We're going to dive deep into those things and try and discover how I can help you. If um, working with me is something that you would need in order to help you progress to where God actually has you to go. Everything that I do is about purpose. Everything that I do is about really living out your life with passion and with excellence. And I live out my mission every single day, literally, as you can see on this podcast, every day. So I want to help you do the same thing. So again, look in the description of the podcast below and you can find all of that information there. All right. I will speak to you on the next episode. Catch on the flippity flip. Bye.